And welcome back to the Core to Three podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Breedlove, and I get to do this podcast with my incredible wife, Lisa. Hello, Lisa. Hello, Spencer and everyone. Hey, and it's our mission on this podcast to add value to your lives by coaching you to think, make you laugh, and move your emotions to tears. And today on episode 40... Can you believe it? Yes, episode forty. We have hit forty, and over a uh, year. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's been over a year now. Mm-hmm. So today on episode forty, we are wrapping up our healthy heart, healthy home, and healthy here part uh, three part series, talking yeah. about being healthy in your workspace. But mm-hmm. before we dive into that, Lisa, you've got our court of three question. Yes, I do. And it centers around Thanksgiving this week. So I thought I would ask two questions, one food-related and one non-food-related. I know that it can be um, probably some strong emotions about stuffing or dressing. It's dressing. (laughs) That's what we say, right? It's dressing. Because... First of all, stuffing has to be stuffed somewhere, right? Exactly. And I'm not eating anything that went inside a cavity of an animal. Well, that's where you get the giblets. You take it out, though, and you cook it and yeah, do stuff with do, it for gravy. Right. Yeah. But I don't want stuff that's cooked inside the carcass. Okay, <laughs> I yeah. I know it's not a carcass, but... <laughs> right, well, it kind of is a kind of so a carcass. So where did stuffing come from? Is that I northern? No I have no idea, but... The word is dressing. Other than, remember when we were growing up, the um, stovetop stuffing? Oh, yes. I remember. Now, that was just in a pot. It was a box (laughs) that you poured out. It's kind of like a... And it was kind of like... It's kind of like an MRE is what it was. Yeah, because it like inflated. Inflated. Yeah. Hydrated back. It was like like freeze-dried. Yeah, and it hydrated in the pot. Yeah, it was good camping food. Yeah. I mean, I think I had it a few times, but I would have to agree. Ours was dressing growing up, and it was a big pan. Yes, and I'm so excited that my mama is fixing dressing. You love dressing probably more than the other stuff. Well, yes. I would not say that for me. So, dressing, turkey, and cranberry sauce. And I don't like any of those those three. three put together. I don't prefer any of those. Is... Oh, you like them all together? Oh. Yeah, with gravy on, right? Oh, yeah, put a little giblet gravy. Get the eggs, a little bit of turkey meat, get get that brown gravy. But I would rather have all the sides. I don't even like the turkey, really. I would rather have the sides. (laughs) No, just give me the turkey, the dressing, and the gravy, and the cranberry sauce. Well, honey, you're going to have it Thursday. I know. We're hosting. Yes. So, And our families will both be here, and we're super excited. So what's question number two? Okay, question number two. Not necessarily food-related, but do you have a Thanksgiving tradition? Maybe that your family does on Thanksgiving, before you eat, after you eat. The next day, something that y'all do when you're together. What did y'all have growing up? Oh, we would go cut our Christmas tree down. That's right. Like after the meal? We would go either that Thursday and go to a Christmas tree farm Uh and cut it down. Uh Or we would go the next day 
and decorate for Christmas. We would cut the tree down. We mm-hmm. did not have artificial. Mm-hmm. We always yeah, you introduced me to that. We always would go and cut the Christmas tree down and decorate for Christmas after Thanksgiving. Right, I call that. It's a good thing that we both agree on that. Oh, yeah. These people that start yeah, their Christmas decorations on November 1. No. Listen. That's, that's still like leftover Halloween. Seriously. Yeah. You still, still got, got spider webs. You still got spider webs and scarecrows <laughs> skeletons. and skeletons all out. And, and, and you go straight to Christmas. No, I need I my pumpkins that. and my harvest and yes, my leaves, my colored leaves. And I'm sure that we are now in the minority. Um, I don't care. I will be the last one that will leave Thanksgiving. No Christmas comes up until after my Thanksgiving. Just remember, is people, over. Christmas may be a season, but Thanksgiving is a lifestyle. Oh, that's good. Mike drop, drop the mic. There it goes. Okay, so growing up, there wasn't really a Thanksgiving tradition. I, I don't think with my family, but. After we were married with friends of ours, uh, with Jeff and Pam Duke and their kids, as our kids were growing up together, we started a tradition of gingerbread houses. Yep. And Pam was always so good about making sure we had that. And um, now it's it's grown, you know, each kid and maybe now they have a friend or a girlfriend or a significant other that mm-hmm. they bring. And um, it's really fun to see what is created or what a mess they made. Mess. It's more yes. of a mess than anything. I just remember Tyler. Yeah. Like I, I just would messy would Marvin. Just, well, it would just bother me because I would think you'd want to make your gingerbread house nice and neat, and not that it has to look a certain way, but you know you want it to look like a gingerbread house. Well, Tyler liked to make his look like an avalanche came down a on top of his just <laughs> yeah. by squeezing that's, all the icing all over everything. And nobody else had any icing left. Yeah. To decorate. Yeah. yeah. Well, they ate it. They too. ate it Some too. Some of them did. But anyway, we still do that. Our kids are right. in their 20s. And um, yes, that's a fun tradition. Yep. So quick update. Yes. Uh, let's talk about your class for just a second. Yes. And... My wonderful third graders. And you just kind of told them the other day that we did this podcast. I did. I don't even know what. I I don't know. Maybe like the question of the day, because we we do one at lunch usually. Mm -hmm. And maybe I said something about, oh, the question of the day the other day on the podcast. And then all of a sudden I come back the next morning and they're like, we listened to your podcast. I told my parents and they played it for us. And then you had one of one of your students that said, we're going to leave you a review. <laughs> yes. Lucas Tingle. Shout out to the Tingles. Thank you, Lucas. What was it that Lucas wrote in our reviews? Two words. Uh-huh. Amazing job. <laughs> That's great. Thanks, Lucas. Yes. Thank you, Lucas. And others have told me that they're listening, that they like it, that then their family talked about the question or, you know, now, told another story that sparked them. Now you said something about another kid. That, yes. Like, I even learned that one of my girls, yes, her mom shared with me um, that she listens to it at night. They tuck her in and it plays on her speaker device in her room. They Alexa. queue up the podcast. Alexa, and, play Court of Three. Yes. She listens to my voice all day at school and she still wants to listen to it again at night. I'm you just have that That's soothing sweet. voice. It's really sweet. It just puts people to sleep. 
Okay. I'll take that. Yeah, that's pretty good. You can make a lot of money doing that. Maybe we should just. <laughs> I just start have, reading bedtime maybe stories. Maybe we just start. Yeah, bedtime stories with Lisa. Yeah. Oh, the kids would like that. That. <laughs> We, we're going to have to create another podcast for that. But I'd have to read bedtime stories. Like, they like my stories that I just tell from when I was a kid. You're right. Lessons I learned or, that I want to import. Or arguments them. that we've had. And, right, yes. And that you've won. Yes, I think they listen. One of them remembered the spaghetti. Oh, mm-hmm. the spaghetti is yeah. like, that's a classic. Yeah. So anyway, I'm so thankful for my third graders. They are a great class with great families i got to see the boys play basketball yeah saturday as well i'm gonna make it to a girls game just haven't made it to a girls game yet the boys were playing super close to the house on saturday they were at bethlehem playing at that gym and so i hopped over and watched them and it was spencer just a hard fought game i mean it was back and forth we went ahead for a while, stayed ahead for a little while, um, but it's only, I think, maybe their second or third game. Um, they're just early in the season, but they did so good. I was so proud of them. They didn't quit. They did get a little tired because we just we didn't have a lot of subs. We've had a lot of sickness um, in that class, and so even if they're not sick now, they're recovering and you know coughing and just stamina and everything. But I was super proud of the boys; they did a great, great job playing. Sounds like a pretty gritty performance. Yes, it was gritty. They were getting in there and scrapping for the ball and not quitting. Mm-hmm. And I—that's what I like to see. Yes, never quit. Never quit. Mm-hmm. Well. I wrapped up my sabbatical on Friday. That's been how long? A month? A month. A month. And now we're heading into Thanksgiving. So I timed that one pretty good. You did. Um, But wrapped up the sabbatical last week uh, with a couple of days of solitude. I was able to do some volunteering with our church at a local elementary school. That was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, What'd you do? Oh, we were at a local elementary school serving. Uh, mm-hmm. We were like lunch ladies. We were like lunch ladies. Oh, yeah. We I saw on Facebook some of the family saying, I'm excited to go to my kid's school and yeah. eat a Thanksgiving meal with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, like uh-huh. Rocky Branch Elementary uh-huh. in Oconee County, they did a Thanksgiving meal for all of their families and the the lead lunch lady i don't know what you call them now mm-hmm. anyway nutritionist whatever um they had been up fixing thanksgiving lunch since about 2 30 that morning whoa so shout out to the lunch ladies yes. at rocky branch elementary school for the Ooh. incredible work you guys put in um and what shout a, out to lunch ladies anyway, and, yeah, because our school doesn't have necessarily a cafeteria. Now we have um, sweet uh, parents that come and help distribute our lunches and box them up for us. But yeah, I miss cafeteria ladies. So we got to serve Thanksgiving. We were just That's we cool. were preparing plates and seeing people as they were coming through. But there was mamas and daddies and grandparents. Yeah. And, they Friends. had the gym set up. They had the cafeteria oh, wow. set up. I think they were wound. I think they wound up serving like around fourteen hundred people. So, did the kids have school that day? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they had school and that, that day. That was just their lunch. That was their lunch. Wow, they started serving really lunch cool. at ten fifteen. 
<laughs> yeah, crazy. to get everybody in. That's and cool. And then uh, wrapped up the week with some professional development with Patrick Lencioni's The Table Group. Mm-hmm. And I am now a certified facilitator, certified organizational coach for The Working Genius. Oh, air high five. Air high five. Whoop. And Wait, uh, you have the socks to prove it? Oh, I have the socks to prove oh, it. I have them on right these now. These are socks. Yes, he does. These are socks that have working gears. Mm-hmm. Think inside a machine, science. Yes, they have gears all over them. Yep. And fun now, colors. Now you're like, okay, what's the working genius? <laughs> Here's a, it, really fast because we're not here to talk about working genius no. a lot. But working genius is 20% personality, 80% productivity assessment. Mm-hmm. And then what I will be able to do is help organizations or teams within my current organization with FCA or outside of FCA. I can also help uh, businesses and organizations uh, develop and strengthen their overall organizational health in making sure that you've got the right people in the right seats on the right bus. Mm-hmm. So we talked about it earlier in a, an mm-hmm. earlier podcast of our assessments because we've both done this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this was a part of my sabbatical to go through some professional development and growth opportunities. And I wanted to be trained in working genius to be able to help other organizations mm-hmm. um, and in, in their health, which ties into kind of what, what we're, we're talking, talking about, about today mm-hmm. uh, but before but first the last thing what last, did you do this yeah, weekend? this past weekend me and the our two boys tyler and jared we traveled to table rock uh, state park up in south picking south carolina and uh, hiked um saturday morning into the lighthouse campsite which is about a five mile hike but the elevation was uh, pretty pretty steep mm-hmm. and uh, we hiked in took us about i don't know uh four hours of hiking maybe a little less no it was about five hours of hiking it was the, the 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 elevation was steep uh-huh. um but we got there got to our campsite uh tyler built a fire jared resourced our water um i got the camp set up it was uh, it was really really such a blessing to be able to take my boys um, out in the woods in the backcountry mm-hmm. to experience something hard together because it was hard uh, to come out of that yesterday we hiked back out and we're all sore we're all tired <laughs> we're but the conversations that we had going up. Um, you know, as we went into the backcountry, and then as we were coming back out of the backcountry, it was um, it was a weekend I'll never forget, and I will always treasure um, with with in, in my heart experiencing it with them, being able to experience it with them, the creation to, that you saw. And it was just beautiful. It was a little chilly, wasn't too bad. I'm glad we didn't stay out overnight last night because yeah. it got really cold last night. Yeah. But um, but what a joy it was for me uh, to be able to spend that time and to engage in conversations with them, laugh, mm-hmm. um, enjoy our time together. Um, it was it was really really Good. really special. I'm glad y'all had that. Really special. So. 
We are going to wrap up part three. Yes. Of um, We've done heart, home, and today we're doing here. Here. So let's define here for yes. just a second. Here is where you work. Your place of employment, if you're retired mm-hmm. uh, and you volunteer, it can be in that seat, in that space as well. But for the most part, this is about where you work, your place of employment. And as we get started, uh, I want to share a quote by uh, that was spoken by Mark Miller, who Mark Miller is uh, the he's a leadership uh, guy for Chick-fil-A. And he says, if your heart is not right, Nobody cares about your skills. Mm. If your heart is not right, then nobody cares about your skills. And that statement reminded me of a story I heard several years ago that was spoken in or shared in a in a leadership uh, training event that I was at for FCA. And it was shared by my friend Dan Webster about this sailboat that was um I don't know the right word. I'm just going to say captained um, by an individual. His name was Mark, Mike Plant, not Mark Plant, Mike Plant. He was an experienced yachtsman. This guy had, this guy had already sailed around the world and he was going from the Americas Mm -hmm. over to France in this sailboat called the Coyote. It was a 60-foot yacht sailboat, and he was sailing from, I want to say, New York area over to France to um, be a part of a global uh, sailboat race. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to take the Coyote and take it over to France and just go ahead and get probably some practice, get some kinks worked out, kind of get to know. Oh, this wasn't the race. This, this was, was just not a part of the race. There. This okay. was just to get okay. there. Okay. So Mike Plant, he leaves, he sets out, and he um, he doesn't arrive. They He doesn't arrive, and he's lost. There's, like, check-ins. Nobody's heard from him. He doesn't arrive mm-hmm. at the race in time. So something has gone wrong. At this point, well, his boat was found capsized in the middle of the Atlantic. And what they discovered is that the keel bulb, which is an 8,400 pound weight below the below the boat, uh-huh. directly it's below the, the boat. It's below the mast uh-huh. of the of the boat is down in the water. The keel bulb had fallen off somewhere. Oh, in his trek from the Americas over to France, the kill bulb had fallen off. Well, when that happens, the boat is in a vulnerable position and it will capsize. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what happened. So when the boat was found, it was found capsized in the middle of the Atlantic and he was nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. Um, his The life raft, I think, was uh-huh. attached to the front part of the boat and... Mike Plant was gone. An experienced yachtsman Uh who has traveled around the world in sailboats, solo, by the way, not with a team. Uh He himself was the guy. And 
one piece of equipment, the kill bulb. But it was a crucial piece. The kill bulb is the heart of the boat. Mm-hmm. It keeps the boat grounded or it keeps the boat upright. Upright. <laughs> All right. Well, the and I meant, I think I mentioned this verse last week, but as water reflects a man's face, so one's life reflects the heart. And when you think about heart, the heart is the kill bulb for your life. If your heart is not secured, if it's not healthy, because I think what wound up happening with Mike's Mike Plant's boat is that the kill bulb was not secured correctly oh. and it fell off. Hmm. If your heart is not anchored correctly, if it's not healthy, it will fall off, metaphorically speaking. And capsize your, and capsize your life. Or relationships or... Or work. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yes. you've got to start at home. Again, or you've got to start with you first mm-hmm. as as the boat, all right, or as the the yachtsman for your boat. Then you got to take care of your home, then here, being healthy here. And as I thought about that, uh, that example, that story, in work, we all have leadership responsibilities, whatever we do. Sure. All right. If you're, let's just use your space in education. Mm-hmm. Um, you have people that you answer to your principal, your yes. head of school, your athletic director, but you are responsible for leading your class. Mm-hmm. You have leadership responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about leadership is that leadership is a through hike. Well, what do I mean by that? Well, me and the boys were on a trail this past weekend called the Foothills Trail. The Foothills Trail is actually a trail. It's 76 miles in length. It actually starts in Oconee State Park <laughs> in South Carolina, and it goes uh, 76 miles into North Carolina and back into South Carolina, and then it ends at Table Rock State Park, 76 miles. That would be what you would call a through hike, going from point A to point B. Now, the hike that we did this weekend, that was an in and out right. type hike. It wasn't a through hike. Right. But here's the thing. Leadership is a through hike. It's not a straight line. All right. And it will have elevation gains. It'll have elevation losses. It has unknowns, mundanes, familiarities, and unfamiliarities. And the hike, all right, leadership, the through hike, it will test you. And you have to have what I call um, the beatitudes of leadership. Now, a beatitude is a declaration of blessedness. If you are looking in the scripture and, you know, blessed are the, Matthew. uh, in, in Matthew and you look at those beatitudes, the word beatitude is a declaration of blessedness. And I think in leadership, there are dec- these are some declarations of leadership that, that I will refer to them as the beatitudes of leadership. Be this way. Be this way. And there's in your work. Yeah. And but this comes from having 
a heart, a kill bulb mm-hmm. that is um, secured to your boat. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So all of these will reflect the heart. Okay. Not only do they reflect the heart, but I also believe that they reflect the life of Christ. All right. Now, I've heard a lot of, I'm going to set these three things up like this. I've heard a lot of messages in my life. I've heard a lot of speakers sure. in my life. I've heard, I've heard from some top quality people like I mean amazing people that can deliver messages with great um, clarity with with very good support but there is one message in my life that I heard a little over a year ago that I will never forget. Yeah, it's changed you since then. And it has been life changing mm-hmm. for me. Yes. And 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 I heard it when I was on the basic course with the three of seven project. And I got to meet some some of my some very good new friends of mine, like Justin and uh in the team fifteen that we came together and some you know, all that. But before we set out on our basic course. Chad Wright, he was very clear about the three things that we had to be before we set out on that basic course. It was going to be a 26, 25, 26 mile uh, backcountry experience. Um, and Chad was very clear. He said, you got three things. Be patient. Be present. Be deliberate. And the more I began to put those things to um, to my life Practicing that weekend, it. Mm-hmm. it changed the the trajectory of my mm-hmm. of how I lead. It changed the tra- trajectory of how I parent. It changed everything for me, and I have never forgotten it. Matter of fact, it was the first thing that I told the boys on Saturday before we set out to go onto our backcountry trip uh-huh. on that five mile hike up to lighthouse campsite. Uh-huh. It was the first three things that I told them, boys, you have to be patient. You have to be present and you have to be deliberate because there's going to be some challenges. There's going to be some unknowns. There's going to be some things that um, you are going to see, you're going to face and it's going to test you. Um, so those three declarations of leadership are be patient, be present, be deliberate. And I think, like you said, when we do look at Jesus's earthly ministry, when he spent time and with the disciples for those three years before he was going to the cross, that's what we see him exhibiting. 100%. Yes. Being patient being present and being deliberate. And I think that's what really changed it for me. But the impact for me is how what Chad said about being patient, being present, being deliberate. And then I'm looking at Jesus and Chad's always great about pointing people to Jesus. And when I was like, all right, let me, 
how how did Jesus? How was Jesus patient? How was Jesus oh, present? God. How was Jesus deliberate? And in everything, everything. Jesus, in everything, everything, in everything. And as I think about decisions, and I think about his his obedience to the Father, and I think about mm-hmm. how he's patient with us, and mm-hmm. I think about how he's present with us, and he never leaves us or for, forsakes us, and how he's deliberate in his love, and you think, and it's just mind blowing to me. That there are three things about Jesus, his patience, his presence, and his deliberateness that should guide. That's the kill bulb for our heart. That's our heart. That's our kill bulb right there. Those are the bolts Mm -hmm. that anchor that kill bulb to our lives. Patience, presence, and being deliberate in everything, in everything that we do. I have to be patient with you. You have to be patient with me more than I have to be with you. I don't know about that. But being present, you know, how yeah. easy it is to pick up our phones and not be present with each other. Yeah. So you have to make decisions about making sure you're present because you never know what you're going to what you're going to put your foot down on. I mean, yesterday coming down that mountain, there were there were a couple there was a couple of times where it could have gotten really really bad for me all right coming down one because i wasn't being patient and i was trying to keep up with jared who was really flying down that mountain and he was he would get to a half mile mark and he would be like man let's see if i can go faster and he'd go faster and i'm trying to keep up my it bands in both legs are just screaming their ten. Don't go faster. Don't go faster. Go slower. Tyler, he's got his own ailments going on. And so me and Tyler are together and he's behind me. And there was one moment where I stepped down off of a rock and my ankle rolled. And I'm like, "Uh oh, that could have been bad because had just a little bit more. It would have popped and it would have been bad. Then them boys would have had to either carry me out. Oh, boy. That would have been bad. The other one is. I slipped, and when mm-hmm. I slipped, I fell, right. and when I fell, I landed. I my my fall landed on a rock, and my arm took the brunt of it, and that could have been really, really bad. Um, so, all of that being said, the presence, being patient, being deliberate, it applies to every aspect of your life. So, yeah. And as we're talking about leadership, I think just as much as if if we can think about the two sides of the coin, you know, if we're not in our positions of leadership, being patient, present and deliberate, there are those falls or the mishaps that will happen Mm -hmm. in our leadership. And that's not good. But the opposite of that is if we are trying to stay in that position of being patient, present, and deliberate. The good things that can come from our leadership, how our leadership will be so much more effective. It it sl- it slows down the process of leadership, and it allows you to have more clarity. You begin to see things mm-hmm. in, in ways that. Um, really matter and you begin to do things 
in a way that, you know, maybe gives other people. you that 10,000 foot view instead oh, yeah. of just, oh my goodness, right here, right now, I, I'm feeling pressure to make this decision. Mm-hmm. But if I'll be patient, mm-hmm. and deliberate. Mm-hmm. Some people need to be patient in their spending. Hello, I'm talking to myself. Oh, yeah. I was, okay. Yes. I need to be patient there. Yes. I need to be present there. I need to be deliberate to, you know, maybe not spend. All right. Mm-hmm. That's an area I know yeah. is, is a, is a, can be a real something weakness to work on. and something to work on. Okay. All right. So when you think about that model, um, Romans 12, nine, and we won't read the whole thing, but uh-huh. Romans 12, nine through 21, that's the model for all of us to follow. I mean, it talks about love. It must be sincere. sincere. Mm-hmm. Well, that's being present. Um, cling to what's good. That's being present. Be devoted to one another in love. That's being uh, deliberate. deliberate. Mm-hmm. Honor one another above yourselves. That's being deliberate. Um, being joyful in hope, patient. There's the word. <laughs> in affliction, faithful in prayer. So you, mm-hmm. you can do present patience and deliberate in that one sentence. Mm-hmm. Being deliberate to share with the Lord's people who are in need. Um, being deliberate to practice hospitality. Um, being deliberate uh, not only to rejoice with those who rejoice, but being present to mourn with those who mourn. Being deliberate to live in harmony. Um being deliberate to do what is right in the eyes of everyone, being um, present to live at peace with everyone. So that particular passage is very, very clear and gives us a model to be patient, present, and deliberate. And it seems like it also helps us keep our focus on... um the preciousness of other people mm-hmm. and relationships mm-hmm. and how they matter. So my friend and mentor over these last many, many years, and I've known Derek Meek for way back, golly, mm-hmm. 19 years now. And over the last several years, Derek and I have um, put together a group called our Iron Man group. And I have leaned on Derek a lot for coaching and mentoring and helping me understand businesses and this sort of stuff. And Derek, when he, um, Derek taught me to ask three specific questions. And I think this is where it gets to the people first. Mm -hmm. All right. Derek taught me to ask three specific questions when I am working with my team. And I think this is important for all of us to understand that these three questions come from a heart of leadership um, and having a heart of leadership, understanding that it's people before profit. It's understanding that it's people before process. Mm -hmm. Um, It is understanding that administration is people, not paperwork. Mm -hmm. All right. It's people first. And those three questions that that Derek helped me to understand is, first of all, 
when you're meeting with someone or having a conversation with someone, he says, just ask the first question, how are you doing? How are you doing? And let them unpack that question say, and let them tell you how they're doing. Now, it may feel a little awkward in a work setting, but if you are uh, trying to create a culture of vulnerability, uh, I think that's a very healthy thing to do. I do, too. I, and I think most people really would like a listening ear. Absolutely. I mean, I think we pass people and we go, hey, how's it going? Hey, but but to say, how are you doing? How are you doing? And yep. sit and listen. Mm-hmm. Look at them. And then the second question that follows is, what are you working on? Well, that's good. What are you working on? What task, what project are you working on? And then let them, let them tell you what they're working on. Kind of what's on their mind, what mm-hmm. they've got going on. Okay. And then the last question is, how can I help you? Huh. And then smile. That was Derek's. That was the, <laughs> he said that. Yeah. Derek would always say, just ask that last question. How can I help you? But then smile <laughs> and you just look at him you, and it's just, uh-huh. this, and now I can see Derek doing this and him being, it, he can probably smile and just, it'd be really, really kind of an awkward situation there. But, you know, but ask the question, how can I help you and smile? And the smile, it speaks more than the question. Huh? Because the smile says, I'm here to help. I'm, I'm, you I'm can trust you. me. I'm here for uh-huh. you. And I'm, I'm oh, ready God. to help you in whatever way possible. So to sum it up in all of that is having a being healthy in your workplace is making sure that that kill bulb, your heart is healthy. And that when you are in your workspace, that you apply patience, presence, and being deliberate in everything that you do, because you'll be, you'll be modeling who Jesus is in your workspace. Mm. Make sense? And he was the ultimate leader. Yes, he was. Mm -hmm. Yes, he was. And I heard it said this, this, um, this past Thursday, Friday, the best leaders are self-aware leaders. Mm-hmm. The best leaders are self-aware and the best leaders being self-aware, they know their heart and they know their heart is healthy. And those are the best leaders to follow and to get behind and to get work done. I would just say <laughs> the best people to be around are those that are self-aware again. Yes. And so we hope that this three-part series has given you some things to think about of um, becoming more heart healthy of having a healthy home and having healthy leadership in your areas of work. And if this podcast has uh, encouraged you in any way, please do us a huge favor 
and share this with your friends, with family, with coworkers. Uh, feel free to leave us a review. Like Lucas, follow Lucas's leadership. I mean, y'all, come on, a third grader, we got a third grader leaving us. This. Yeah, if a third grader can do it, <laughs> you can do it. That's right. So leave us a review. Tell us. Uh, uh, what you think, how this has helped you. And we would certainly appreciate uh, those comments. If there's anything that Lisa or I can do for you, whether if it's in your family, uh, your marriage, your workspace, whatever we can do to help you uh, to uh, live life to the fullest, that's what we want to do. Yes. So this email. Yeah, we'll have the email and ways you can reach us in our show notes. Uh, and until next week for episode 41, we got to figure out what we're going to be talking about for episode 41. But until next week, just remember that two are better than one and a cord of three strands is not, not easily, easily broken. broken. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving.